Welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, uh, we're going to fall in love again. Seems like we've fallen in love Well, we're not going to fall in love. I think our grandparents are going to fall in love. Yeah, unfortunately. Our our non-existing grandparents. Yeah, they're not. None of our grandparents are alive anymore. It's kind of sad. No. Well, 10 years. Almost 10 years. Yeah, but I don't think if my grandma was alive or grandpa. So in my case, it'd be if my grandpa was alive yes, and my wife's grandma was alive. Yes. I don't know if those two would uh, <laughs> fall in love. I mean, well, maybe our grandpa was pretty suave. Yeah. I, from, I handed the, to him. Yeah, I was going to say from a few of the stories I heard, he was, uh, he was a ladies man in his younger days. He was. So he might've uh, picked up my, uh, my my wife's grandma, and then me and my wife would have been, you know, uh, brother and sister, and that would have been gross. Uh, first so, of all, it'd be stepbrother and stepsister, so no. Still be Second gross. of all, that's not how that... What? <laughs> You're not blood? Who cares? Uh, the law says you are... What, related by blood? No. No? Is that how that works? No. Okay. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about grandparents falling in love. It's super steamy and hot, so. Yeah, let's not use those words when talking about <laughs> grandparents falling in love. Let's let's not use those words. Okay, all right, all right. So this week, we're going to be talking Season 5, Episode 21, Lady Bouvier's Lover. And yeah. that is a reference to Lady Chatterley's Lover. Which I'm guessing it's a novel. is a b- novel. That's what I was going to say. Book. It's a novel. Novel. It's very novel. But yeah, I've never uh, read it. I don't even think I've ever heard of it. I don't it. think I've cared to read it. No. If, if this episode has anything to do with how that <laughs> book played out, I don't want to read it. No. Nope. Um, but uh, we are uh, just one episode shy of finishing season five. So Yep. This is the penultimate episode of season yeah. five. So after that episode... We will be almost one sixth of the way through <laughs> the the Simpsons episodes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I would say closer to one fifth, just because. Well, well, one fifth would be twenty five. Oh, f- five seasons. Yeah, math yeah. math is hard. It is. <laughs> um, Me so- fail math. That un- wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this air date is May twelfth, nineteen ninety four. And a recap for you: Marge's mother is wooed. By both Homer's father and Homer's boss. Woo. Yeah. Man. Homer Homer uh, has some uh, people in his life that uh, want to get with uh, Marge's mom. I mean, old people uh, do get it on and they're, yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, Bart, <laughs> Bart did something very bad this week. And yeah. uh, I, I feel like he would be more in trouble than just writing on the chalkboard. Correct. So uh, this week he wrote on the chalkboard, I will not retransmit without the express written permission of Major League Baseball. Why? Okay, I get this is May, so that's probably why they chose Major League Baseball. But every single sport has that copyright, I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, the Simpsons had some had it out for baseball. I don't well, I don't know. Uh, there are a few episodes where they make fun of baseball. So, so, so I, mean, I feel like this is like what a federal offense, right? 
or is this what what kind of offense is uh retransmitting major league baseball yeah it would probably be federal because um it, they don't like because you would probably well in this day and age you'd probably retransmit it, admit it over the internet so you could do it from wherever so it'd probably be federal yep. assuming you're in the United States um, so I wouldn't honestly I wouldn't even know well I guess you would just tape the game and then upload it online yeah that'd be about it but I guess back in those days what what would it be recording it with your video camera on your TV or VHSing it and I don't even know how you would retransmit it back in those days. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe like you go to a TV station and just sneak in and find where oh, they Oh, right. They maybe load a public video. public access maybe? Yeah, you could do it public access probably. All right. All right. Well, Bart, you're very bad. I want to know. Now, here's the here's the thing. And maybe this is something I could have done research on. Uh maybe our <laughs> listeners might know. Why is this rule a thing? Because I like most rules come about because somebody did something that they shouldn't have done. I mean, and so like, I, I and, and like... back in this day, how would you retransmit Major League Baseball unless a T? Like my only my only thought was, is one TV station had it, and then like let's say Fox, and then ABC got their hands on it and they retransmitted it as a rerun. Yeah, but I mean, like Bally Sports, let's say Bally yes. Sports has has the Brewers on. Yes. And then the very next day, the Major League Baseball station retransmits it. Bally Sports doesn't technically own that, right? Because it's still MLB. Like, the MLB network can transmit any baseball game they want. Yeah, but Regardless usually, of if it's on, like, Bally Sports. But Bally Sports um, produces it. So they would still get some copyright to re run a replay the next day or later that night if they wanted to. Yeah, they still they still own the right to it, but so does MLB. That's weird. Well, Bart, don't do that. Yeah, don't so, do that, Bart. So uh, this week we get a repeat couch gag. Uh, yeah. The Simpsons run into the living room and shatter like glass when they run into each other. Yeah. And Santa's little helper walking in to look at the mess on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to be a part of uh, shattering. No. Um, so this week. Our episode starts out with the Krusty the Clown Show, where Krusty has decided to make Sideshow Mel conduct the Monkey Town Philharmonic, which <laughs> Mel finds humiliating. <laughs> and all the monkeys are playing the kazoo. I like how Mel treats this with such respect. Like, he's like, it, I mean, I think we don't really learn this until later seasons that Mel is actually, you know, an up you know, an upright citizen. He's yeah. very well versed in uh, classical knowledge. Like yeah. he's really smart. Like we learned that definitely in seasons beyond. So yeah. this is kind of like a first instance of, you know, I'm too good for this shit, <laughs> but why is he still there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, one month because they're monkeys, one of the monkeys stops playing so Mel takes the conductor stick and pokes the monkey <laughs> and that provokes the monkey because it's a monkey to attack Mel. And as that one monkey is attacking Mel, more monkeys join in to attack him because yep. they're monkeys. Yep. I think that was the whole point. I think Krusty just wanted to set up Mel to get attacked by monkeys. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. And so now we cut into the Simpsons living uh, den and Homer and the kids are well, watching. Well, I don't think it's left. den. I think it's that mystery room. 
Oh, it is that mystery room. You're right. Well, it's like Maggie's playroom. Yeah, it's that mystery room on the third floor or on the second floor, second floor. that doesn't really exist except yeah. in weird instances. Because the yeah. weird, the funny thing is, is it's not in my Lego house. Yeah. It's not in every episode. Like that door, yeah. even the door to that room just disappears. Well, there is the episode where, uh, well, I guess that was, was that Lisa's room they destroyed to build the cell tower? Yes. And that Okay. So yeah, I don't, yeah, it's the mystery playroom. Uh, <laughs> they're watching and laughing and Homer, you know, asked Maggie if she can point to the monkey because <laughs> he would assume she would point at the TV, but yep. it's Maggie. She's smart. She points at Homer. Yep. And... <laughs> Homer is like, ah, what do babies know? <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, babies know? My kid knows everything. Yeah, but he's not a baby anymore. And yeah. he doesn't know anything. He's a toddler. Oh, he knows things. He does. He is actually very smart when it comes to sea life. Yep. Oh, yeah. He, he loves sea life, man. Like, I'll be like, because when I come visit, I'm like, oh, what kind of shark is that? And he knows what kind of shark that is. Yep. It's Although crazy. He, like, not even just, like, the normal everyday sharks, like the great white, yeah. the hammerhead. Dude knows, yeah. like, obscure sharks. <laughs> well, maybe you'll become a marine biologist. That's the hope. If he doesn't become a marine biologist, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, kids disappointing their parents, of yep. course. Uh, so, you know. Uh, and as, as Homer says, well, what do babies know? Lisa's like, Maggie, can you point to the credenza? And so Maggie points to the credenza and I don't know what the hell a credenza is. Isn't Jeez, it like Mag a table? Mag Maggie's smarter than you. Jeez. Do you know what a credenza is? Yeah. It's like a, uh, like a, like a weird, not a bookshelf. Like it's a cross between like a bookshelf and a hutch. You could just say you don't know what it is. No, it's kind of like something like that. <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, Marge yells at Homer to come downstairs because he did a very bad job of frosting Maggie's birthday yeah, cake. Yeah, Marge's like, Homer, you didn't do a very good job frosting Maggie's birthday cake. And Homer <laughs> looks at the cake, which reads, Happy birthday, Magaggy. And Homer's like, what? It's not Magaggy's birthday? Oh. And then he eats uh, a couple of the letters so it reads Maggie on Yo. the birthday cake. And I love how like Marge is like, Homer, I baked you a cake you can ruin right over there. Yeah, there's a cake with like just letters all over the place, and he just starts like, do those like because they make those let like those edible letters. They so do, like, and this so this cake, I've seen a lot of people make this cake yeah. for for birthday parties just for fun. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the author's name, but uh, the the guy what was it? Not the Simpsons theory on Instagram someone else on Insta, I can't remember. I apologize. Um, but they wrote a, a Simpsons cookbook oh. and, and this cake is in that cookbook. So, <laughs> um, by the end of this, I will, I will find it and I will uh, plug it correctly at, at the yes. end of this episode. Oh my God. And so, um, so, uh, Patty, Selma and Jacqueline, which is the mother of Patty, Selma in March, uh, come over for Maggie's birthday. And I love how Patty walks in. Hi everyone. Except Homer. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they don't like Homer. Um, and so then I think it was Patty or Selma points out to Homer that they're like, uh, we think your dad went to the wrong house and you see Abe across the street, knocking on the door going happy birthday. When the guy answers the door. <laughs> oh, Abe. Yep. 
Uh, he's he's so forgetful. <laughs> it's not like he hasn't been to the Simpsons house on a million occasions. Yeah. So uh, so now, as everybody's sitting around the the dining room table, Marge comes in with Maggie, who she has dressed in a dress, which is the first time I believe uh, Maggie has worn something not that wasn't her blue onesie. Yeah. Yeah. And she actually can walk in this. Yeah. Which is kind of at- kind of nice. And everybody's like, oh, look at Maggie. She's so adorable. And then Abe goes, hey, what's that smell? And it's Maggie. I thought it was going to be Abe. (laughs) That would have been so much better. Then the joke doesn't work. Well, they would all. No, no, no. How how the joke would actually play out is he's like, oh, what's that smell? And everyone looks at Maggie and then realize, oh, it's not actually Maggie. And everyone turns around and looks at Grandpa. Uh, I like it the way it is. Um, and so now we, they're going, now they're in the living room and Bart's like, should we wait for the other babies before Maggie opens her gifts? And Lisa points out that Maggie doesn't get along with other babies as we've seen. And so Maggie looks up out the window and she sees the baby with one eyebrow being pushed in a stroller. And, uh, they both exchange, I guess, mean <laughs> looks. looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the first confrontation between Maggie and the baby with one eyebrow was in our last or two episodes ago in Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. Yep. Yeah. So, see? Yeah, the one eye, the one-eyed baby makes its return. No, the one-eyebrowed one baby. Baby. <laughs> the one-eyed, the one-eyed baby. baby. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking I got Futurama in the brain. I don't know. Um, and so, you know, now people, you know, like Homer, Patty, Selma, Marge, they all kind of want to take pictures of Maggie, and this really freaks her out. Yeah, I don't think my kid was ever afraid of get. Well, then again, we didn't have cameras with flashes on it. Yeah, we had cell phones. Yeah, and we barely used flashes. So I don't think when we were kids, we really cared whether or not if our pictures were taken. No, I mean, I get how it could look scary. You know, flashes yeah. going off multiple times. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like kids today are a little bit more desensitized because of technology and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And so uh, Jacqueline and Abe are arguing over what to give Maggie at the table because, you know, Maggie has like gas or something crazy. Well, she's like shaking. Shaking. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maggie Maggie shakes. And Grandpa's like, oh, put some uh, Lister's carbolic, what is it, ergrant on a wet cotton, on, on a wad of cotton. Put the cotton in her ear. That'll stop them shakes. And then Mrs. Bouvier is like, no, no. What she needs is balsam specific. <laughs> Grandpa, balsam specific. Ooh, while we're burning money, why don't you give her a curate of galvanic, what is it? Galvanic belt too. And then Bart speaking in a shaky old person voice. Why don't you forget to give her her Smeckler's powder? And then both Grandpa and Mrs. Bouvier. Don't make fun. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get with yeah. it, man. You're old. Oh, my God. Balsam specific. <laughs> and oh so now we see Maggie sleeping in her crib. And the camera pans <laughs> down. In the, and then in the floorboards, we see a tape recorder. Yep. So is this uh, from the Flowers by, by Irene truck? Did someone just leave it in there? Uh, It's possible. Or as we know... Burns spies burns spies on everybody. Oh, so you think it's a Burns uh, recorder? It could be, could be, or maybe maybe 
they hid the hid that recorder under Maggie's bedroom just in case she said her first word. It's possible. While no one was in the room. That's possible. And they were they want to make sure they captured it. Or it is flowers by Irene. And or it's flowers by it. Irene. Yep. Uh, so I like how they're all in the living room now, kind of reminiscing. And uh, Jackler remembers uh, Lisa's third birthday. And Abe says, says, her and Bart did a song and dance. And Abe pressures Lisa and Bart into doing said dance and song. <laughs> so Bart and Lisa just uh, like grumpily go over and sing the Armor Hot Dogs jingle. Was Armor Hot Dogs a real brand? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I do not remember Armor Hot Dogs. Yep. And so... I I like how they just sing it really shittily for a bit. And yeah. Abe's like, he tells, sing it like you mean it. And he starts playing a harmonica. So that way, you know, it oh. kind of gets them into the, and then they start doing the, they don't do the thing. And then Millhouse yeah. even is walking by the window and chimes in from the outside. <laughs> even he's, kids with chicken pox. And he's got chicken pox. Yep. Armor hot dogs. Yeah. And the, so the rest of the family starts singing along. And Homer walks in with a sign that tells people to please buy Armor Hot Dogs. It's got the TM yeah. next to the Armor Hot Dogs. Does Armor oh. Hot Dogs still exist? I don't know. I haven't seen that brand on shelves at all. I mean, I mean where would you even go to get Armor Hot Dogs? I would assume it would be like the grocery store like normal. It must have been a uh, 90s hot dog early on. Uh, try 1974. Okay, 1974. And then they were probably discontinued. Unless they're still around, I'd say they've definitely been discontinued. Yeah. Yeah, I highly doubt uh, they're still around, man. Yep. And so Lisa asked the family if they know any songs that aren't commercials. <laughs> and the family starts singing, Chicken Tonight, Chicken Tonight. <laughs> and then uh, they're the- doing the chicken dance <laughs> thing around the table, too. Now, the Chicken Tonight thing was a 90s one. Because well, I remember that. Was that KFC or what was that? Uh, The Chicken Tonight song. I believe it was just for chicken. Oh, really? Uh, 1992. Okay. Uh, I feel like Chicken Tonight. It was for like, yeah, I think it was just for chicken. Oh. So random and chicken and, and there was one, And there was one in, uh, oh, it was for Ragu? What? Yeah. Oh, it was the Chicken Tonight brand. And Unilever sold the ragu business and the Chicken Tonight brand to United Kingdom's Symington's brand. So I... Chicken Tonight used to be a brand. Wow. Okay, learn something new every day, man. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. So uh, Jacqueline now is sad that uh, you know she has to leave. It says they probably won't see him again until uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> so what is Maggie's birthday? Did we ever learn? Like the date? It's May, it's May 12th, 1994. Oh, okay. Okay, fair <laughs> it's enough. The, it's the day of the episode. I don't know. That's what I'm going off of. It's the day of the episode. That's her birthday. All right. So I guess it's going to be a few months before they get together again. They don't get together for uh, uh, Labor Day or 4th of July. Who gets or... together for Labor Day? Halloween? No. Okay. Did we ever go to our grandmother's house for Halloween? I don't think maybe I don't know. No. Did we ever? I don't know. No. Just to maybe even show show her in our costumes. No. And then go back trick or treating. I don't know. No. I don't know. But but Homer is hoping maybe Christmas. Yeah. He, but he well he does despise Mrs. Bouvier. Well, is it he despises Mrs. Bouvier or he despises Patty and Selma? All of the above. 
fair. Because they all didn't like him. Remember, like, during yeah, the prom true. episode? None of them liked him. That's true. Um, and so it looks like they are. I like how when they go out to the car, it looks like they're driving like an old army Jeep. Because it's like one of those convertible army Jeeps. Yeah. Like you yeah. saw in, like, Indiana Jones. Yeah, something like that. So, and that's not, and obviously Springfield is a winter state. So, uh, Springfield is a city or, so, well, Springfield's in a winter state. Yeah. Cause they get snow. That's not a good but car you can still, have. you can still drive a convertible in winter. It's got a roof. Does it? I didn't see any foldable. It did. It did seem like that thing had a roof. Or maybe they have two cars, one for the winter and one for the summer. <laughs> I you don't, don't know. They live in a in a really small apartment. I don't know if they. Yeah, have the maybe money. they save enough money to have two cars. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So, well, they work at the same place. They don't need two cars. Maybe. What? If, what if one of them takes a vacation? Not. Oh, they, they, oh, take they, vacation they take together. together exactly. All right, so Abe says he must leave too yeah. uh, because obviously uh, there's still Matlock and it's on in yeah. five minutes. And apparently there's also a Seniorville trolley that just <laughs> roams the town for the senior citizens. And it's driven by Otto. It is. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know how if Otto really likes driving old people around. I mean, he has yeah. to drive kids around. Kids and old people, man. <laughs> that has to be like the worst combo ever. Yeah. And so uh, March tells uh, Homer <laughs> that her mom and his dad seem lonely together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because they're in bed and March's like, homie, you know, it's funny. Both my mother and your father seem pretty lonely. It's like, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe they could go to a matinee together or shopping. Or to that room in the library that's always full of old people. <laughs> Periodicals, that's it. <laughs> God, I always hated going to the library and just seeing old people in there reading. Like, the, like those, you remember those newspapers on big giant sticks? Yeah, they still have those. Really? Jeez. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do. I bet they still have microfiche, too. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Homer's like, Marge, please. Old people don't need companionship. They need to be isolated and studied. So it can be determined what nutrients they have that might be extracted for our personal use. And Marge's like, Homer, would you please stop reading that Ross Perot pamphlet? (laughs) So 94. That was way after uh, Perot, I believe, ran in 88. Did he run against Clinton in 92? Like, I know Ross, I think Ross Perot ran against uh, Clinton in 92. Well, no, Bush, I believe, also ran. Or was it 96? No, it wouldn't have been 96. Well, no, I mean, if you. Ross Perot campaign in 1992. Okay. So why would Homer even be still reading this guy, reading about this guy? I don't know. He doesn't even care no more. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I just think that I think that's hilarious. That's 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 just great. Um, And so we find out that. uh, Um. Uh, Jacqueline Bouvier lives at Hal Roach Apartments. Yep. Uh, retirement living in the heart of the c- cemetery district. Because, you know, they're right there right next to the cemetery when they die. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know there was a cemetery district, though. Um, I mean, there's a cemetery in, in Springfield. Is it so... just, uh, just one? I mean, we yeah, I think there's only one cemetery in Springfield. 
I I'd like to see in future episodes if we ever see like a Jewish cemetery versus uh a non-Jewish cemetery. I I don't know. I know there's a pet cemetery. That's a whole different <laughs> universe. Uh so Homer, Marge, and Abe pull up to the uh apartments and Marge tells Abe to go in and get you know, oh Marge's God. mom. And uh, he's like, oh, we'll go to dinner. And yeah. Abe's like, I'll be back in a jiffy. And then Abe comes out with the wrong woman. And so and Marge's like, that's not my mother. And so he's like, I'll be back in a jiffy. And they leave her there. And the, uh, the old woman's like, can I come too? And Homer rolls the window. Oh, my God. She does look like, okay, to be fair, to Abe's credit, she does kind of look like. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Can I so, go too? I want to. I'm gonna start using that. It's like, like you're not invited. Aww, can I come too? Um. So Abe, Jacqueline, Marge, and Homer go to P. Piggly Hogswine's Super Smorg. <laughs> it's not a smorgage board. It's a super smorg. Oh, uh, that's how it sounds like a very good barbecue joint, though. It does. And uh, so as they're sitting there for dinner. Marge tries to find something in common between Abe and her mom. And uh, she's like, oh, you guys were both swindled by that telemarketer. And Abe's like, well, it's not swindled. You just give them all your information. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I think it's really funny that even in 1994, this type of scam was still going on as it is today. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, scams will never stop. I'm just talking about the, all. like, I actually got a, okay, funny story, folks. So the other day, so next to my desk in my office, I have a, I have a uh, printer that's a fax machine and a fax is what's called an <laughs> electronic email that comes by paper. Yes. And we still get faxes at, at our work. We yep. actually got a fax in. I kid you not. That was like some dude in a foreign country asking us to send him x amount of dollars <laughs> like i shit you not like i swear it was no joke it was like a paragraph on this fax and i'm oh like my God. who's getting swindled by faxes that this is still a thing i don't know um and so to kill the awkward silence uh grandpa performs the classical <laughs> roll dance by putting bread on two forks and making it dance no it was the rolls. wasn't it potatoes no it was bread I mean, it probably was potatoes. I have a picture of this. They look like potatoes. Either. Yeah, I have a picture, too. I don't know. They could be either or. They could be rolls. Rolls look like that. Like potatoes? Yeah. I don't know. They could be brown. Um, But the roll dance is from Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush. And uh, a lawyer and two goons show up <laughs> to tell him to stop that. Because, um, you know... It's co- it's copyright. However, this dance is actually in the public domain. When did it become public domain? In like the sixties. Oh, really? Well, I the Charlie Chaplin Gold Rush dance would have been in like the fifties, and I believe public domain kicks in after like ten years. I think it's like ten or twenty years. Well, if you don't like refresh your trademark on it. Right. So but did you look it up to see if it was still um, I did. Because uh, I want to make sure people are getting the truth on this. Uh, the Gold Rush was a movie from the nineteen from 1925. Holy God. Yeah, it's definitely, that dance is in the public domain <laughs> by 1994. Um, 
And so uh, now Abe and Jacqueline go to hang out. And uh, she shows Abe a picture of her getting arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> and it's like she's just wearing like clothes, but like it, like her ankles are showing. Yeah, but that was like that yeah. was a no no back in the day, man. Yeah, it was. And so uh, Jacqueline mentions to Abe that in her youth, she got all the attention <laughs> from the boys and it drove her best friends crazy. And so she names her friends who are Zelda Fitzgerald, Francis Farmer, and Sylvia Plath, who are all <laughs> real people, by the way. Yep. Um, they're all famous women who later developed severe mental illnesses. Schizophrenia for Zelda Fitzgerald, paranoid schizophrenia for Francis Farmer, and clinical depression for Sylvia Plath. So, so they did, I mean, her friends did get driven crazy, but probably not by her. No, but okay. Was I was wondering if this was a reference to her not actually being their friends. Because she's like, oh, I had these crazy friends named these people, but they all had yeah. schizophrenia. So maybe Jacqueline has schizophrenia, too, and thinks that they're her friends. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That's what I got. That's what I personally got from it, that that she was just as crazy as them. And she thought she had those friends. Or maybe she know, was maybe... actually friends with them. But yeah, maybe she was. Um, and so Abe looks into Jacqueline's eyes and he goes, you know. You remind me of a poem I can't remember and a song that may never have been that may never have existed and a place I'm not sure I've ever been to. <laughs> uh, you should use that line to pick up a chick, Robert. Uh, you should see if that works. Well, I'd have to go on the date first and then use the line. I don't think that works as a pickup line. No, <laughs> no, I don't think that works as a pickup line. I mean, maybe if I talk to a woman for a few minutes and then tried it, I could. Yeah, I could... see, there you go. Um, and so Jacqueline, you know, tells Abe that's sweet, and Abe's like, "I feel funny," and he's like, "I'm in," l and then he thinks he's in love. He's like, "Nope, it's a stroke." <laughs> Uh, I haven't been there before. Having a stroke when you think you're in love? Yeah. But is, was it a stroke? I don't know. My brain not too good now. <laughs> no, was what? No, Abe, did he have oh, a stroke? Abe? I think. Do you think so? I don't know. Or was it just love? Read the next line. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I thought you were asking me if you, no. it was actually a stroke. <laughs> um, so as the ambulance uh, drives away to the hospital, he realizes he is in love. And the ambulance stops and pushes Abe out of the on a stretcher, and then it rolls into the freeway. Come on, man, ambulance! You got to get smarter, man. Yeah. Um, and so we see Bart is watching the IBN, the Impulse Buying Network. So, uh, uh, what would you call it? QVC. Yeah, QVC. Yeah. I, I, there are so many things on that channel where I'm like, well, okay, not the jewelry time of day. The jewelry yeah. time of day, I kind of hate, but. The knives or like the infomercial type stuff. Some of that stuff's pretty good. My mother-in-law yeah. likes staying up till 2 a.m. watching oh, QVC geez. and buying shit. So been there. <laughs> but we see Bart is actually watching on the tiny on the tiny TV, which is my yeah. assumption from the cat burglar episode, right? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah. they, they obviously got it back. The cat burglar gave all their belongings back. Yeah. So Bart got his mini TV back. And so he's, uh, we see Troy McLure on uh, the Impulse Buying Network. Hello, I'm Troy McLure. You might remember me from such films as The Boat Jacking of Super Ship 79 
and Hydro, the man with the hydraulic arms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You know, I want to see Troy McClure actually in a movie once. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen. Well, not anymore. I'm just saying it would have been kind of cool to see just a clip or like like him actually in a movie. But that's the joke. <laughs> no, I know, but they do like Rainier Wolfcastles in movies. Like they could Yeah, but that's done. but that's making fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know, but I could see I could see it. Um and so we get uh Troy uh yeah. coming up this hour on the Impulse Buying Network. Your chance to own a piece of itchy and scratchy. The Toontown Twosome beloved by everyone. Even cynical members of Generation X. <laughs> and I like how they cut to a Gen X guy. Yeah. And then using this air to make air quotes, groovy. <laughs> and then Roger Myers is there uh, with him. And Troy, I'm proud to offer you, your viewers, these hand-drawn, itchy and scratchy animation cells. Each one is absolutely, positively, 100% guaranteed to increase in value. <laughs> then the voiceover announcer. Not a guarantee. <laughs> so, have, okay. So one, I'm guessing you've never bought anything off of QVC. No, no. Have Have you ever bought something very limited edition like this? Mm. Like a cell or a drawing or artwork or. Uh, I mean, I did. Now, granted, I I think Phil Ortiz. Had, I probably sold a ton of these, but when uh, the Comic-Con convention in 2015 in Madison, I did buy a picture that Phil Ortiz drew okay. of The Simpsons. Okay. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. So, the cells are limited are limited edition of 800,000. That <laughs> yeah, that's limited not limited. No, no, it is not. Now, I've seen interviews by Nancy Cartwright and a few other Simpsons uh, actors and artists and everything, and they... Get to keep their cells. I can't. I think it's mm. Bill Oakley has an entire like closet of cells. Oh, <laughs> Just because they they give them to him, he takes them after an episode airs. I mean, they're really not meant for much. I mean, they, no. they literally just basically sit in a book. All these hand drawn episodes, mind you, unlike these computer animated ones. Now, all these original Simpson episodes are all hand drawn, so they have all yeah. these cells mm. lying around. And uh, yeah, I mean, they pass them out to you know, everyone at the, at the Simpsons, which is really cool. And I'm sure they've sold a few here and there. Um, but I like how Bart, like Bart's like, okay, I got to have one. Yes. He's got to have one who, who wouldn't want to have one. Yeah. And, uh, so he <laughs> runs up the stairs and, uh, bumps into Homer at the top of the stairs and pickpockets, pickpockets Homer like, Oh, excuse me. And Homer and Bart grabs Homer's wallet but Homer also, for some whatever reason, <laughs> pickpockets Bart's slingshot. <laughs> I don't know what he plans on using that for. Framing Bart framing, by trying fra- to kill Flanders. Bart. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bart calls the Impulse Buying Network to mm-hmm. place an order. And he, I like how he's holding, you know, holding Homer's wallet. He's yeah. like, uh, yes, my name is Homer Simpson, and I'd like to order an itchy and scratchy cell. My credit card? Uh, do you accept Federal Breast Inspector's card? <laughs> License to Ogle? Visa? Um, yeah. I'm, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that what I uh, that's what I meant. Visa. <laughs> it's these new dentures. 
Visa. But oh, but that's God. really funny though, because I mean, honestly, as a kid, ten year as a ten year old kid, I probably oh, yeah. would would wouldn't know how to pronounce it either. No, you know what I mean. I, I mean, discover. I mean, if you know how to read, I mean, obviously, Bart knows how to read. I mean, he's at an age where he can read. But yeah. like discover, I'm sure he could get. I mean, he read Federal Breast Inspectors cards, so he has some sort of <laughs> vocabulary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have, okay. So, have you ever used uh, mom or dad's credit card to buy anything? Uh, Illegally? without their knowledge, no. No. With their knowledge, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. But sometimes when they're like buy buy hockey tickets. Yeah, I, I well, I saved our mom's uh, credit card on file on my computer for baseball and hockey. Yeah, just so because we're always buying as a family, and yeah. I like how I always buy tickets. And mom calls me like after I tell, I text her, oh, "Okay, I'm in." In like ten minutes, she calls me, "Oh, do you need my credit card?" No, I already have it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've once charged something to uh, our parents' credit card without uh, their permission. What did you buy? Early, early days, early days of the internet. That doesn't tell me what you bought. Uh, nothing. Nothing that we could say on the podcast. Oh, Steven. Yes. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I like, uh, so, ooh. And so now we cut back to, I think they're in their bedroom, right? No, they're in the kitchen. Oh, they're, that's right. They're in the kitchen. It's gotta be like breakfast time. Yes, that's right. Breakfast time. And, uh. I like how Homer is opposed to uh, Abe dating Marge's mom. And and uh, Bart's like, yeah, I'm opposed. Damn, damn, damn opposed. <laughs> Marge, don't use that kind of language. I know. That's awesome. And uh, But Homer's like, was like, if he marries your mother, Marge, will it be brother and sister? And then our kids, they'll be horrible freaks <laughs> with pink skin. No overbites. And five fingers on each hand. And then he just completely wigs out and runs out the door. Well, that's because Bart Lisa, he like imagined Bart Lisa. He mad, <laughs> like you're missing contacts. He looks at Bart Lisa and Maggie and they like shape shift and they kind of look, I guess, kind of like the King of the Hill characters a little bit. Yeah. So Bart, Bart has, uh, um, his hair's not like the spiky. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, gelled up. Yeah, Lisa has more like blonde. They're all blonde. Okay, even they're better. All they're all they're all blonde. Yeah. Um, Lisa has like flowing hair, like you know, face. Maggie, Maggie has definitely the babyish face. Still has the pacifier in her, her mouth. Still bow tie and everything. But and it's hilarious. They look so well drawn. Kind of like you said, King of the Hill. Yeah. And I don't know if this is canon or not, but um, Bart is actually eating his cereal with his left hand. Do we know uh, if Bart is left-handed? Can we, we do not. Ever? Okay. I, I just want to see. So in future, if he's ever writing or anything, I want to see if Bart's actually, actually left-handed or not. Okay. Well, actually I think he might be, you know what Bart is. Cause on my Simpsons arcade cabinet with Simpsons bowling, Bart, the machine actually says that Bart bowls with his left hand. That doesn't make it canonical in the in the show. No, but that at least proves my point that Bart's holding and eating with his left hand in the in the TV show, and the game also says that he's left-handed. So uh, Marge calls her mom to tell her that uh, <laughs> Abe had a nice time, 
and Abe wants to tell Jacqueline that that he loves her. He's just <laughs> he's just standing behind the phone and you know just uh, wanting to say, oh, tell her I love her, tell her I love her. And obviously Marge is like, no, you're you're moving way too fast. So Abe runs into the kitchen, grabs the phone and says, I love you. And Marge is like, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, that That's just Abe moving too fast. Don't ever tell anyone that you love him way too early. Yeah, but he's old. Yeah, are you saying he doesn't know how much longer he has left to live? Exactly. (laughs) Like, when when they were hanging out, he thought he was having a stroke. Yeah, I guess guess so. But Marge obviously knows her mom. Marge knows her mom very well, or at least we think he does. Um, And so uh, we cut to uh, Bart sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. Doorbell rings. Bart answers the door. It's like, ha, yeah, hi. I got a special delivery for uh, Homer Simpson. That's me. And punchy guy punches Bart in the face. <laughs> I don't know too many adults that would punch a kid in the face, but man. And uh, the man's like, don't write no more letters to Mr. Sinatra. And then Bart closes the door. Doorbell rings again. He opens it. It's a young man uh, standing there. And the young man's like, I've got a special delivery for Homer Simpson. Uh, that's me. And then that young man parches Bunch's part in the face. Stop stealing golf balls from the driving range. Why is Homer stealing golf balls from the driving range? Because it's Homer. Does he golf Homer? Well, in a future episode, Homer golfs. But, uh, not as we know right now. Homer does not golf. Um, and, uh, (laughs) so Bart closes the door again. Rubs his nose. Doorbell rings again. Uh, delivery man's outside. He's like, Homer Simpson, I've got a special delivery for you. And Bart's like, go away. If you don't open the door, Mr. Simpson, I can't give you your special delivery. And then Bart looks through the mail slot and sees the man is holding the itchy and scratchy cell that Bart ordered. And Bart sighs finally and opens up the door. And the man hands the package to Bart. Here's your special delivery. Thanks. And then the man punches Bart in the face. That's for keeping me waiting. Yeah, the uh, packaging says do not roll, and the package was definitely rolled up. <laughs> yeah, cells, they're they are on like a, a laminate, and those could definitely crack and get a little bit uh, messed up if you roll them. They should yeah. definitely be... They Realistically, I mean, obviously the impulse buying network is really shoddy, but realistically, cells are sent already in a glass frame. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so Bart, you know, has Lisa come in and he's like, he's like, oh, Lisa, look what I bought. And it's the cell, <laughs> but the it's just an arm of itchy. Yeah. Lisa's like ready, though. She's like, show yeah. me, Bart. Come on. Show me what it is. Show me. Show me. And so uh, <laughs> and she's like, how much did you pay for that? Three hundred and fifty dollars. And then Nelson's head appears like floating to do his ha ha. And then we cut to the quickie mart where Nelson's Nelson is on the ground, uh, appearing to have a seizure and Apu's like, he's having an out of body experience. That's bad for business. <laughs> now I wonder is, was it the, was actually Nelson having a seizure or was it because of the squish? Like he drank like a sugar squishy. 
got like a brain freeze or something? Because you see the spilt squishy kind of off to the side of Nelson. I don't know. There's not enough context within the the, the scene to say. Yeah, but it looks like, I mean, it almost, I, I guess any kid can have a random seizure, but mm-hmm. I almost think he got brain freezed and fell onto the ground. <laughs> and so uh, now we uh, cut to the night where uh, Abe is in a nice suit and uh, he bought novelty dentures <laughs> that read, kiss me, sweetie. And they glow in the dark. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely screw around in my old age if I need dentures and get like novelty crazy dentures. things. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, Homer's like, that'll never work. And he breaks into song. And he and uh, it, the, the name of the song is the Play It Cool song. Yeah, it and goes it goes into like a blues riff. It like yeah. the, the the whole like room goes like uh, kind of like jazz, like a jazz album cover sort of motif. And so the song goes, now what you got to do if you want to get a kiss is act real smooth and make your move like this. And then he does the the yawn and stretch <laughs> that so many young people do. And uh, he, like, puts his arm over Grandpa's shoulder. And Grandpa's like, oh, I see. So if I take your advice and make your panting and move, then my chances for love will slightly improve. <laughs> and Grandpa slightly. practices the move on Homer. <laughs> and Homer's like, hee, 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 hee. Now what's the rule? Play it cool. Yeah. Have you ever used that uh, move? Mm, kinda. <laughs> it worked. It does. Because at that point, they're like, okay, fine. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. And so, however, however, Abe does not play it cool because <laughs> no. the doorbell rings. <laughs> he jumps over the couch. And he jumps over the couch. Uh and anyway, and s- you probably shouldn't take Homer's advice on anything. I mean, he is in a marriage. I guess so. He got Marge, so, you yeah. know. Uh, and so now we go to the Springfield Community Center, where the sign says, Today, Senior Citizen Swing Dance. Tomorrow, Cat Spayathon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> well, the crazy cat lady's got to bring all her uh, cats in there to get spayed, man. I guess. Um, and so now we see Bart taking his uh, itchy cell to the comic book guy to see if it's worth anything. Yep. And the comic book guy shows Bart an actual cell, like a real cell, a Snagglepuss. And it's drawn by, they actually say the name of the artist. Yeah. Probably sure it's Snagglepuss's artist. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and this is a, is a drawing of nothing drawn by no one. It's not worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I like, I was like, I, well, can't parts like, can't you give me anything for it? I can give you this telephone. It's shaped like Mary Worth. Oh, <laughs> no groaning in my store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, I don't, oh God. I mean, if it's authenticated, it might work. It might be worth literally nothing, but it's still drawn by the, the animators of Itchy and Scratchy, regardless of it just being an arm. Yeah, it's still and it. Yes, it's you can't. I don't know how you could really prove. I'm sure that they gave him a authenticity certificate. I no, don't know. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's not going to be worth much, but it, it'd, be, it'd probably be worth more if it was actually a full itchy. <laughs> oh, well, probably. Uh, 
And so we uh, cut to the uh, dance hall or the senior, what is it? The, the Springfield the Community, Community Center. Center. Yep. And we see the uh, ref Bream and his band of some esteem. <laughs> yeah, that's a parody of the band Les Brown and his band of renown. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Abe and Jacqueline are uh, dancing and uh, Burton cuts in right before Abe could get uh, Jacqueline a kiss. I don't like how he freaks. I was like, what? 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 Don't jump up on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, and so the band starts playing Glenn Miller's uh, Moonlight Serenade. So I believe that was the song that Jacqueline and Abe were dancing to. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, then the, the song, the next song is the one for Jacqueline and Burns. Okay. The Benny Goodman sing, sing, sing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Abe give, gives birth the phrase like, oh, I'm going to give Burns the frowning of a lifetime. And then just, uh, Burns just ignores him. That doesn't even really look at him. He just keeps on dancing. And for, for how frail and fragile Burns is. Pretty good dancer, I'd have to say. Yep. And all uh, the adrenaline. All the adrenaline. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is obviously Smithers doesn't approve of, you know, Burns and Burns and Jacqueline. Why would Smithers even bring him to this? Because Burns told him to. I guess so. <laughs> I guess Smithers will do anything Burns says. And uh so uh, we see Abe sitting alone on a bench uh, outside when Jacqueline and Burns walk out uh, with a trophy. So apparently there was a competition. Yeah. Um, and Jacqueline calls Burns the <laughs> devil. And Burns like, but who told you? <laughs> oh. oh. And uh, I like how, what was it? Uh, he was like, oh, you'd be an eight. Angel, but so what was the line? Do you remember the line? I don't remember the line. But he was like, "Yeah, you'd be an angel," but uh, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, but yeah. Um, so Smithers picks up Jacqueline and Burns, and obviously Smithers, like I mentioned, is uh, completely annoyed because you know Smithers rather have Burns and not him. And uh, we see uh, Grandpa having being ditched by Mrs. Bouvier walks home along a row of streetlights. Um, and holds up his hat and grandpa's like, good night, Mrs. Bouvier, wherever you are. And a lawyer and his, uh, thugs come up and the lawyer's like, Mr. Simpson, I represent the estate of Jimmy Durant and I have a court order demanding an immediate halt to this unauthorized imitation boys. And the thugs grab grandpa's hat and stomp on it. And grandpa's like, well, would it be all right with you if I just lay down in the street and died? Yes, that would be acceptable. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Do you know what is that from a movie? I'm assuming. Yes, you... that that is from a movie. Uh, I don't remember what movie. Okay, but I can find out what movie. Because yeah, they didn't give continue. us a movie. It's funny they didn't give us a movie moment on this one. I thought they thought they would. It, it, it definitely is a movie moment. But yeah, so Mr. Burns and Smithers are back at their uh, office, and yeah. Burns is like, Smithers, guess what happened to me last night? And so they're all <laughs> depressed. I don't know, sir. You had sex with that old woman. She <laughs> said no to me. Do you know how many women have said no to me? 130. 
but only once since I've become a billionaire. <laughs> so he stopped courting women after he became a billionaire. I feel like it would almost be reversed. Like women would just throw themselves at him. Yeah. Uh, apparently this is just so that prior scene is just based off of a line that Jimmy Durant used to say. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the, the actual guy. Oh, interesting. Okay. He was an American actor, comedian, singer, vaudevillian and pianist. That's and I said pianist with a T. <laughs> so he actually, so he used to say good night to whoever late like lady he was with. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't copyright your own sayings. Or maybe yeah. you can. I'm not sure. I You can, but it's really hard to. Yep. But I like how he's telling everyone in his office that he's in love. And apparently Bill Clinton is in Burns' <laughs> office. Just completely randomly. And yeah. uh, I like how Burns gets, Burns gets on the horn and lets every employee go home early if they found true love. So everyone cheers and, and leaves, except for one lonely guy. Yeah. Poor guy. That, that would have been you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> Is everyone else in your radio in your uh, TV station married? No. Okay, well, see, you would be the only one then. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Smithers uh, helps Burns write a note to Jacqueline. And, uh, you know, he says some sappy stuff and, uh, Burns is like, Oh, where did you come up with that on such, you know, on a whim and Bert and Smith's like, well, I told you that on your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> God. Burns so, was obviously not paying attention. Correct. And so, uh, Marge, you know, so now we got to Marge helping her mom get ready for her date. And Homer tells Marge that, He's like, he's like, the date that she has is a repulsive, obnoxious old billionaire, yeah. which really should narrow it down to one person in the city. Yep. Yeah. You really, know, really, Marsh should have been like, oh, it's Mr. Burns. But no, she doesn't realize it quite yet. You know what would and, have been a, you know what would have been a funny callback due to like the whole Marge getting her mom ready for a date is Marge pinching her mom's cheeks to yeah. to blush them because because you know uh, ladies pinch whores use rouge <laughs> that would have been a great twist because marge's mom did that to her when she was getting ready for her date yeah it would have been but they don't have time for that no um the doorbell rings and then the door opens and i love how like <laughs> homer homer knows who it is marge doesn't but they both scream when they see mr burns <laughs> Like yeah. Homer knows it's Mr. Burns. Well, that's why he screamed because it was Mr. <laughs> Burns. Um, and so Burns can't remember their names. So he goes back to ask Smithers. What? Of course. Yeah, of course. Cause, uh, well, you'd figure he would know Marge, <laughs> uh... but he doesn't. And so Smithers tells Burns, uh, uh, fake names. Uh, and those fake names are Fred and Wilma Flintstone. And so he goes up, oh, Fred Flintstone, and you're Wilma. Oh, and this must be Little Pebbles looking at Maggie. And he's like, I brought chocolates, which Homer responds by saying, yabba dabba do. Now, was that, that had to have been Smithers just fucking with him, right? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Um, and so, hey, you, you know, don't know, Smithers could have forgotten who they were. 
Smithers remembers everybody. Oh, okay. And so uh, Marge, uh, you know, does not like Mr. Burns. Yeah, she's like, he's an awful, awful, awful man. But I guess if he makes mom happy, that's all that matters. That Or that's all that really matters. <laughs> and Homer's like consoling Marge. That's right, money. Your money's happiness is all that money's. And this is the second episode in a row where Homer <laughs> says something, you know, that like instead of saying like, that's right, honey, your mom's happiness is all that matters. Yep. He uses the word money. And like, you know, in the Freddie Quimby episode, he's like, I think Freddie Quimby should walk out of here a free hotel. Homer's good at that. Yeah. And so then Bert, uh, seeing Mr. Burns sitting on, on a couch. In the living room, tries to extort him for $350 yep. by threatening to shoot him with water guns, one filled with ketchup and another one filled with uh, mustard. Yeah, Bart's like, hi, you know, Grandma really likes it when her boyfriends are nice to me. <laughs> she especially likes it when they give me money. And Bart's <laughs> like, run along, Pee Wee. Baby gets nothing. Very well. You leave me with no choice. This gun is filled with ketchup. Then he pulls out another one. This one with mustard. Now give me 300 bucks or you're going to be a mess for your date. <laughs> He's like, you wouldn't do that. And, uh, you know, Bart, you know, squirts, burns with, you know, mustard. Yep. And Burns gives him the money. So, uh, you know, Bart, Bart wins in the end. But I like how they fight. And, uh, well, Bart drops one of the water guns. Yeah. And, uh, and so they, they go into up. a standoff. Yep. Yeah. I was getting there. And, uh, and then Jacqueline arrives. And, uh, so, you know, Burns has to, you know, back off. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Abe is at his, at his, uh, at the retirement home and he's sad. So Jasper and some of the old, old guys oh come God. in. And uh, they're like, oh, we brought you a cake. But it's one of those cakes where a stripper is supposed to uh, pop out. But apparently <laughs> they got an old, old woman to do it. And so she's <laughs> dying in the cake. Yes. So uh, most of those cakes, from what I've heard, I've never yeah. been, been a part of one. It's actually nope. like it's a cake built around like a cardboard yes. tube or whatever. And yes. obviously when you put the top on it, it decreases the amount of air in said box. So I'm assuming an old person probably should have had, had an oxygen oxygen tank in there, probably to help them breathe. Yeah. So uh, Burns and Jacqueline go to Luigi's for their date, but that's not a really good idea because uh, Luigi just insults him when he goes to the kitchen. Yeah. So I had to look this because you didn't write it, but I couldn't understand it. Like I, I couldn't understand. That's Luigi's. why I didn't write it down. Oh, you're, but you've been notorious for pausing with the uh, subtitles on. So I was actually very surprised. I, I did not want to take the time to, Oh, I did read the subtitles. Well, I did only because remember last week or was it two? Well, the Skinner one, remember when yeah. Bart took Skinner and I'm oh, like, Spore. Oh, what's the that? Spore one. Yeah. When he said spore. Was it that one? Because that's the one I stopped to read no, the subtitles. Well, it was one where they went, Bart and uh, Skinner went to Luigi. And remember how I was saying that Luigi didn't know their name? Oh, like, yeah. They didn't know who they were. Yeah. But that's why I did it here, because Luigi uh, does the same thing. He goes into the kitchen and like, <laughs> Luigi tells Salvador to break out the cheap hooch for Mr. No-Tip and the dried up zombie he's captured. <laughs> 
like I what? like I watched it like I swear I watched it like five times because I wanted to see if I could understand him and I couldn't. So I, I turned on the subtitles and paused it. And then the funny thing was I rewound it to watch it again without subtitles. Yeah. Funny. It was crisp and clean. I shit you not. It's because well, you I, know, you know the thing. So here's the thing. Like if you listen to a song, but you don't know what the lyrics are, you know yeah. how like people always mishear lyrics. Yes. And yep. then they read the lyrics and then you listen to the song and it's like, Oh, I know like, it's like a trick in your brain or something. Like, like one of the biggest ones is, uh, um, uh, not first date. I think it's first date by blink One Eighty Two, where he's like, uh, Friday night, I wore cologne to get the feeling right. Yeah. Everybody's like, uh, um, thought it was, uh, I, I walked alone. Yeah. So like, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. No, that's why I did it. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I, and dude, this is horrible. Luigi yeah. is a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, Ms. maybe well, Mr. Burns probably doesn't tip because he's an old man. But to call uh, but to call Jacqueline a dried up zombie that he's captured, yeah, that's really, really <laughs> that's, mean. That's bad. That's horrible. So uh, so now we come back to the Simpsons house where Bart uh, tells Homer that he spent three hundred and fifty dollars on his credit card, and as Homer is about to yell at Bart. Um, Bart gives Homer the cash that he got from Burns yes. and Homer is like, woohoo, now I can buy transcripts from Nightline. I know. God. And Bart's like, Bart literally tries to tell Homer that, wait, 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 this is to repay you. And yeah. Bart's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bart's like, I'm going to keep this Mary with phone right here. Her stern and sensible face will remind me never to do anything so stupid again. Then the phone rings and Bart answers it. And who's on the other line? It's Millhouse. And he's like, hey, Bart, you want to go play with that uh, x-ray machine in the abandoned hospital? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bart learns nothing. Obviously. And uh, so uh, we cut to Mr. Burns and he uh, tries to propose to Jacqueline by putting a ring in her drink, which usually works. But she grabs the drink and swallows the ring. and She was probably thirsty. Yeah. And Bird's like, oh, I got another one around. Like, he had, like he knew something dumb was going to happen with the first <laughs> yeah. ring. And uh, he had another one, but he put it in the scalding hot soup. Okay, is it? It, it was soup, right? Yes. Because my initial thought was, like, fondue, but why would you take fondue on a picnic? Well, Although, why would... Why would you take hot soup on a picnic either? <laughs> well, maybe it's a chilly night. You want some soup? Yeah. The only reason I think you were right on the soup part is because yeah. fondue pots to keep the chocolate or cheese or whatever hot, yeah. it would have to be plugged in. Oh, that's and they, true. And they were in a yeah. park. Yeah. So, that's true. so I feel like soup was a good. Yeah, it was good probably guess. soup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and uh, birds is like, my darling, since my kneecaps are filling with fluid as we speak, I'll be brief. Will you marry me? <laughs> and Jacqueline uh, says yes now do you think Jacqueline was just being a gold digger or do you think she actually had pretty good feelings for Mr. Burns I bet you she had feelings for Mr. Burns okay all right yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that so uh, Jacqueline says uh, Mr. Burns is a great kisser <laughs> to Marge no. and I was Man. like oh yuck Ugh. yeah you don't want to hear that about your old your, your oh, old folks. Yep. And uh, Marge says that they're all aware of Abe's problems. Uh, but compared to Mr. Burns, Abe's is Judge Reinhold. 
but Jacqueline doesn't know who that is. Uh, he was in he was uh, in Beverly Hills Cops. Yep. Cop. Uh, Gremlins. Yep. Those were the two the two big ones I figured everybody would know. Yeah. No, that was a good good guess. Yeah. Or not guess. That was good po- good pointing. Yes. Um. And so, uh, Grandpa, Grandpa, you know, wanders down the street. He's like, uh, who needs her? Now I have more time to read things I find on the ground. And he picks up a small open wrapper and slowly reads it. Latex condom. Boy, I'd like to live in one of those. God damn it. Oh, my that was God. so great. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, that was awesome. I don't know how Burns does or uh, Grandpa doesn't know what a condom is, but OK. Well, I think he misread it as condo, even, Con- though, he yes. said, even though he said condom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that was great. God damn uh, it, Burns. <laughs> and so across from uh, where uh, Burns misread. A uh, rapper on the ground. You mean Abe? Or Abe. Uh, he sees the Venus Bridal Salon, not affiliated with Planet Venus. I uh, hope so. I don't know. I it, I thought it was the whole women are for, uh, men are for Mars, women are for Venus joke. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's, but it's that's, not affiliated with the planet Venus, so yeah, it's not that joke. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but see, that's why it led me to believe that that was that joke. Oh, maybe because it's a bridal shot. I don't know. Yeah. That that's kind of where my mind went. Uh, we see Jacqueline trying on wedding dresses. Yep. And uh, then we cut to the first church of Springfield, uh, where the sign in the front reads "Private Wedding." Please worship elsewhere. <laughs> well, they're having a wedding. You can't worship there. Exactly. But where else is there to worship in Springfield? I don't. Not nothing right now. That we Mose? know of. Mose. Go to Mo's. <laughs> or the synagogue. Here. Go to the synagogue. Oh, there is a synagogue in Springfield. Exactly. Yeah, what go, if you're not Jewish, though? Go be Jewish for a week. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we see everyone arriving to the wedding, and Barney's asked to fill out the groom's side. And we see an old German guy, which I'm guessing Burns met during the war. Probably. Um, and I like how I like how Barney's, like, down in front. <laughs> and he, the guy turns around, nine! <laughs> that was good. And yeah. Lisa asked Bart where Abe is while they're being like flower, flower boy and ring bearer, right? Yeah. Uh, flower girl, girl and, and ring bearer. bearer. Yeah. And uh, uh, Abe, Abe is sent. Uh, <laughs> well, Bart, Bart tells Lisa that uh, Abe sent, sent his, his RSVP, uh, sent in his RSVP, but he, instead of the RSVP, he sent him a check for the gas company in the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so as bo- both uh, Smithers and uh, Marge are walking down the aisle, they both kind of have, you know, a yeah. similar hatred in their face because yeah. Marge doesn't want uh, her mom marrying Burns and Smithers yeah. doesn't want Burns marrying Marge. Uh, yeah. Marge's and so, mom. And so now we get kind of an animation error here. Yes. So, so as so we're behind Revan Lovejoy and his armor, his arms are out like they would be on the podium that he would have up on the stage. But the podium's not there because you can see the front row. His fingers How, were even bent, like yeah, like his fingers were even bent, like he was grasping at it. And so, and then like they cut to the front side, and the podium is magically there. <laughs> magic, <laughs> it's magic. 
And so, you know, Lovejoy is like doing a sermon and then Burns yells at him for taking too long. Yeah, he's like, we've had an, we, we've heard enough of this blizz blaz and him ham already. Get to the bloody point. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, Bart drops, accidentally drops the ring and Burns like grabs Bart and he like, he's like, you haven't seen my temper flare yet. And so Marge points it out to Jacqueline and she's like, I know, but she doesn't seem to care because maybe she hates secretly hates Bart. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, you know, they do the whole, oh, Burns, you know, he asked Burns if he wants to be her husband and he says, yeah, or, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was the other way around. He asks Jacqueline if she did and she yes and birds like she does she does and like tries to squeeze the ring on but it's too tight over her glove oh yeah like maybe you should be putting it on over a glove no probably not um but then as lovejoy asks jacqueline if she wants to marry burns music starts to play and we get a movie moment here mr burns and mrs bouvier who are getting married at the first church of springfield um we see Grandpa in the organist, uh, the glassed-in organist booth, screaming at them, and Grandpa misses Bouvier. Uh, so he like falls out, like he like smashes through the glass. He professes his love, yeah. and Grandpa and Mrs. Bouvier run out to a minibus to the strains of "Sounds of Silence" esque music, which this is a direct parody of from the movie "The Graduate." I've never seen that. I've heard good things. Yeah, I'm surprised you've never seen it. I've never seen it. But, I mean, that's a little bit before I would probably watch movies. Yeah, well, Um, this this isn't the first one either. Like, they, what was it? It was the Bergstrom episode. Oh, yeah. That that there was another graduate uh, uh, reference. So, I mean, the the Simpsons writers like the movie. Yep. And so as you know, the bus pulls away, we go to the credits with a song playing. And so to the tune of Sounds of Silence, the lyrics are, Hello, Grandpa, my old friend. Your busy day is at an end. Your exploits have been sad and boring. They tell a tale that's worth ignoring. <laughs> when you're alone, the word of your story will echo down the rest home hall because no one at all can stand the sound of grandpa. Yeah. And so uh, that's good. So now like we're in the credits still and Abe starts to recall when he first took a liking to Mrs. Bouvier and he's talking about it. But then we get to the scene at the end of every Simpsons credit, there's like a movie theater thing and somebody goes, shh. Yep. And so that person does the shh and grandpa's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then he stops talking. Which I thought was great. No, that was that was really good. I and now I don't know if we've really done this in the past. Are, are you watching every end credits now? Like, did you did you do that just because or I did it. the The only reason I did it was because of the song, because it was entering the credits. So you decided yeah. to finish the credits. Yeah. Now, I know in the past, and this might be the, the dawn of it, this might be really the dawn of it, but the yeah. shush guy actually yes. shushes a lot of things at the end of the credits. Okay. Well, so, you're going to have to point them out when we get there. Yeah, so we're actually going to have to watch, unfortunately, well, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, we're going to have to watch another 30 seconds of uh, Simpson episode. Um. So, who, so what was the first movie or television show to do like a mid credit scene. Cause this, 
kind of feels mid credit sceney. Well, funny enough. Well, was it? No, we didn't talk about this. This was actually me and my uh, coworker, Mike. We were yeah. talking about mid credit scenes. He doesn't like them. He thinks they're dumb. And I was actually talking to him about the first movie I remember that has yeah. an end credit scene. And that would be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is true. That that's does the, have one. That's the first movie I remember that has an end credit scene. And See, but but yeah. he was he was like yeah but that doesn't really count because Marvel really made him popular like we wouldn't have he mid- is true he is right yeah I mean he's like we wouldn't have mid credit and end credit scenes if it wasn't for Marvel I'm like but Ferris Bueller had it yeah it wasn't yeah. necessarily popular but they had well then again look at look in the 90s Austin Powers they always had mid credit scenes yes. Did James Bond ever do mid credit scenes like the old ones? Not that I can recall. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really ever watch the old ones. Um, but this episode, uh, it's really good. It's pretty funny. Um, not their greatest outing. No. Um, it's I. It's not a five for me. Uh, it's kind of it jumbles a little bit. It, and it's it is an A story B story type of episode. And to be perfectly honest, I think the B story is better than the A story, just because it's Bart and it's <laughs> antics. Yeah, like I think that's I think that was a little better. Like it start like this the episode starts off strong with you know the Krusty the Clown episode and them getting into all these shenanigans and Maggie's birthday. That kind of falls off, and you get like this love story, and it's cute. Um, it's got some good jokes. Um, it's not a five. I'll give it a four. Mm, sprinkles. No. Not a three. It's not no. average. No. It's it's no. definitely better than average. No. 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 I am not a fan of this episode. No. 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 I was entertained. I'm, I'm I was entertained. Some parts are entertaining. A smidge of them are. A smidge. smidge. I think I think the thing that made me laugh the most was when Homer thought his kids were going to be real people. I think I think honestly, that's what made me laugh the most on this entire episode. I mean, I didn't I didn't hate it. I'm not going to give it a one or a two. I'm I'm not. I I did laugh a little bit, a little bit, mind you. (laughs) I was debating on giving it a two. But after our conversation, I was like, you know what? Okay, there were some funny parts. There yeah. were. I will give them that. Is it a good cohesive episode? No, I I absolutely don't think so. But I'm gonna go three. It, it, we haven't done a three in a while. It's still don't can't, don't have a cow man, right? <laughs> yeah, don't have okay. a cow. I'm gonna say don't have a cow man three. I just it's just not not uh, based on what we've seen so far in season five, and yeah. I'm gonna compare it to all these other season five episodes. No, it it does not. Maybe it, maybe I'm just not a fan of old people falling in love. Yeah. I feel like but, if this episode came like so, like when it comes to like giving it a three for me, it goes like, oh, if it's on, will I watch it? If it's a no, but I I kind of like the episode, I'll give it a three. If this episode came on, I'll watch it. It's got some funny parts. Yeah, yeah, meh. Yeah, it, like it's like. For me, it's like the 3.5, so I'm going to round up to the 4. Okay. 
All right, you can have it. I'm going three. I'm going to go okay. three. Don't See, have a cow, man. And, and, and four plus three divided by two is 3.5. Perfect. <laughs> I guess so. All right. So let's close it off with our character profile. Uh, we have uh, Mrs. Jacqueline Bouvier. Um, her identity is the mother of Marge, Patty, and Selma. Mm. Uh, their re- her residence, the Hell Roach Apartments. The retirement living in the heart of the cemetery district. Uh, she wears dentures. And a gray buffant resembling daughter Marge's blue number. What? I don't know. What the hell is a buffant? I don't know. And what's the blue number that Marge wears? What the hell is a buffant? Because she wears a green. Yeah, she wears a green dress. What's a buffant? Uh, a buffant, uh, as an adjective, is a of a person's hair styled so as to puff out in a rounded oh. shape. Yes, she does wear have a blue font in Marge. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, it, it resembles Marge's hairstyle. Okay, apparently Marge really liked her mom's hairstyle and decided to copy it. I don't know, man. I don't. I, okay, I, sure. that's that's not me. I wouldn't copy. Well, I guess my hair. I couldn't really copy anyone's. Yeah. My hair's just. Well, what you it copied is. our dad's hair. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think copying. <laughs> I have to wear it like this. I have no choice. I mean, you could buzz cut it. Yeah, but my hair would still always turn out like that. Well, that's true. Um, her claim to fame, originator of the Bouvier family grumble, the ah, uh, and a one-time flapper. Flapper is a type of dancer, yes. if I remember. Yeah. Yep. Uh, most embarrassing moment, <laughs> arrested for indecent exposure in 1923. So, God, she's old. Uh, I mean, in that picture, I mean, she next- looks like... 20 maybe right we'll yeah. 20 so she was born in 1913 so she's well she's 80 years old yeah this year next year she'd be 100 e- no yeah she was if, if she, oh I'm no, sorry. no no i'm sorry she was born in night i'm saying if she was like 20, 20 she would have been born in 1908 1903, 1903 yeah which makes her about 90 so she would be about 120 next year yeah Old Mrs. Marge. Uh, she's friends with Zelda Fitzgerald, <laughs> Francis Farmer, and little Sylvia Plath. Mm-hmm. Her favorite song is Glenn Miller's Moonlight Serenade. And her biggest regret, having Homer as a <laughs> son-in-law. Well, that can't... See, okay, that's not really her decision, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's Marge's. So yeah. that's a false regret. <laughs> Uh, she could still not like him. Well, that's true, but yeah. she can't have a regret over because it's Marge's choice. Yeah, unless she regrets making like letting Marge choose Homer. Yeah. So let's finish it off with where you can find us. Yeah. So come check us out on social media: Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast, on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod, and Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. Head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons did it. If you like to donate to our podcast, uh, this helps us uh, give you guys some prizes. We'll give you guys stickers, update our podcast uh, equipment, stuff like that. So head over there and uh, give us a donation. Um, and uh, one other thing I want to mention is if you guys do listen on Apple podcasts, please give us a rate and review on there. It just helps our numbers and lets us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, lastly, head over to YouTube, search Simpsons Today Podcast, and check out our backlog of episodes if you're on there. You can also give us a phone call at 
uh, listen to our awesome voicemail message and leave us a message on uh, what you think of our podcast and what you might want to see in the future. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. <laughs>